Hello and welcome to Firefighters from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Five bells, stand by all stations. Attention, all districts, a five alarm fire. Five bells, move in immediately. That's it. Let's go. Let's go. Firefighters. Presenting Firefighters, the true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. Just a minute, we'll join Chief Cody and Tim. They have just left Mushnoski's apartment after finding that he has not been home all day, but finding during their visit a very incriminating piece of evidence that may closely link Mushnoski with a case of the counterfeit plates. They saw a pair of tweed pants that seemed to match the tweed coat the plates were wrapped in that Mushnoski and Tim found at the bottom of the river. But before we learn the next thrilling development, here's an important message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's join Chief Cody and Tim as they speed across town from the Dulcimer Street apartment of Mush Mushnoski toward their overdue appointment with Sergeant McGurk at police headquarters. The Chief and Tim have made a rather disturbing discovery in the living room of Mush's apartment. And Tim is saying to Chief Cody, Gee, Chief, do you think maybe we ought to have taken that pair of tweed pants for Sergeant McGurk to examine? That's police business, Tim. Nothing for the fire department to get into. We'll tell McGurk about it, of course, but from then on, it's up to him. Yes, sir, but... Well, it does look bad for Mush, doesn't it? It doesn't look good, Hooksy. We find a set of counterfeit plates lying at the bottom of the river wrapped in a brown tweed coat. Yes, sir, and then we visit Mishnosky's place and find what looks like the pants that match the coat. Yeah, and we know that a man by the name of Mishnosky is mixed up in the counterfeit ring. Yes, sir, but it may be some other Mishnosky. How do we know it's the one we know? Well, that's the one thing I'm hoping, Hooksy. The guy who owns that coat and those pants is another Mushnoski. Yeah, but how to prove it is another matter. Oh, gee, that ought to be simple, sir. Just find him and ask him. Yeah, that would be very simple, only he seems to be missing at the moment. Yeah, I... I wonder what's got into the guy busting off like that. But say, Chief, what about his cousin? He has a cousin, I know. Maybe the... Uh, do you know his cousin's name by any chance? No, sir. I never heard him say. He's always been pretty vague about his family. It wouldn't be Stanislaus, would it? Gee, you got me. Why? Well, that's the name of the Mushnoski that McGurk's been tailing, he says. The guy he thinks may have dropped the plates in the river. Well, then, if it is, what's he so anxious to see Mush for? Well, that name is too uncommon to go unnoticed in a situation like this. Especially when our man suddenly pulls a disappearing act. He thinks there's a connection. From the shape of things right now, he may be right. Gee, if we could only find Mush, I know he'd have an explanation. Well, all I've got to say is he'd better. Meanwhile, there's police headquarters, and we've got a little interview on our hands. <laughs> I sure hate to think what McGurk's going to say when he learns Mushnoski is missing. 
Chief Cody and Tim lose no time mounting the stairs to the detective's quarters. As they enter the room, they're greeted by the voice of Sergeant McGurk. Hello, Chief. You're late. Where's your man, Miss Nelson? Now, take it easy, McGurk. We haven't located him yet. We stopped at his apartment, but he hasn't been home. Uh, that's bad. Any idea where he might be? Well, he may have gone back to the rescue station. I'm going to check by phone. You better do that. I want to see that man. Strikes me as mighty strange that the man who finds the plates at the bottom of the river and the man who we're pretty sure dropped in there are both named Mosnowski. I'll give rescue a ring right away. Here's the phone. Meanwhile, there's a few questions I'd like to ask Collins here. You're the one that brought the plates up, aren't you? Uh, that's right. You see, I was down on a practice dive. Now, and see I... here, McGurk. Collins knows nothing about this thing. He was simply carrying out instructions. But he was working closely with Mosnowski, wasn't he? That's right, but the kid's clear. Take my word for it. I'm not saying anything about Mashnowski because I don't know yet. But Collins is okay. Now, I'll vouch for that. Okay, we'll let Collins go for now. But get Mashnowski. Operator, get me the fire rescue station. <clears throat> oh, hello. Is that you, Mike? The Chief Cody. Listen. Has Mashnowski reported in there? Okay, check and hurry. <sighs> yeah? Yeah, I see. No, no, that, that's all for now. Thanks, Mike. Well, he reported in with the diving equipment a couple of hours ago and left. Oh, where did he say he was going, Chief? Home. Let's see. But gee, we just came from there. Well, Chief, it looks like your man Mersnowski has taken a powder. Yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, it does. And I don't like it. Especially after... Especially after what, Chief? Especially after what we just discovered over in his apartment. What's that? You know that tweed coat the plates were wrapped in? Yeah, I got it right here. Yeah. Well, if you'll drop in at 113 Dulcimer Street, I think you'll find the tweed pants that match that coat. Good gosh, man. Why didn't you tell me before? That's an important clue. I'm telling you in time, they're still there. Don't worry. This may be the thing we need to break this case. I was hoping we'd find Mashnowski and let him supply some of the answers, but now it looks like you're going to have to dig them up yourself, McGurk. Don't worry, I will. I'm on my way to Dulcimer Street right now. Well, what about Mashnowski? You're still going to need him, tweed pants or no tweed pants. I'll find him. If it takes every man on the force, I'll find him. I still can't believe one of my men is tangled up with a counterfeit gang. I still believe it may be another Mushnowski. But to find out for sure, we've got to find Mush. So if there's anything we can do, just let me know. Right, Chief. I'll see you later. Oh, uh, McGurk, before you go. Yeah? There's an old lady at Dulcimer Street, Mush's mother. Now, she knows nothing about this, I'm sure. Try to be a little easier on her, won't you? Uh, sure, sure, Chief. Make it as easy as I can. Well, thanks. She thinks the world of her son. When Sergeant McGurk said he'd find Mushnowski if it took every man on the force, he meant just that. But sometimes finding a man isn't so easy, especially if that man doesn't want to be found. And apparently Mush Mushnowski didn't want to be found. Three days have gone by now, and Sergeant McGurk and his men have scoured every block of the city. But Mush is still missing. Down at fire headquarters, Tim is talking the situation over with Chief Cody. You know, Chief, I still don't think Mush is guilty of anything. I don't know, Hooksy. I thought so, too, until he turned up missing. Now I'm not so sure. But the tweed pants turned out to belong to his cousin. Yeah, that's cleared up at any rate. Now McGurk's looking for Mush and his cousin. I have a feeling that Mush is afraid. He probably knows his cousin's mixed up with a counterfeit gang, and he's scared the police will implicate him, too. How do we know he isn't in cahoots with his cousin? I just can't believe it, Chief, knowing much as I do. Gee, if only I could find him. I know I could get him to clear up the whole business. Yeah, but how to find him, that's the problem. 
Sergeant McGurk can't. Look, Chief, I've had an idea for some time now. An idea that, if it works, may bring Mushnosky out of hiding. Yeah? What's that, Hooksy? Well, Mush is a smoke eater from way back, isn't he? <laughs> One of the best. Yes, sir. And when a real smoke eater hears the wagons roll, it, it, it does something to him, doesn't it? Never fails to make my blood sing no matter where I am. Well, that's where my idea comes in, sir. I have reason to believe Mush is hiding out somewhere in his old neighborhood. Could be. McGurk thinks so, although he can't find him. What are you driving at? Well, Chief, here's my plan. The next time there's a fire around Dulcimer Street, I want to ride when they roll. And when the crowd gathers, I want to be there. For I've got a hunch Mush, unable to resist a fire, will be somewhere in the crowd watching. Yeah, good idea, Tim. Until further notice, you're pulled off rescue service and assigned to headquarters company. And the next time there's a fire in the Dulcimer Street district, you can try your plan. Yes, sir. We've got to find Mush and clear him of this mess. And this is the only way I know how. Next afternoon at headquarters, the opportunity Tim has been waiting for comes. A call taps in. Tim listens intently. That's it. 131, the Dulcimer Street District. Let's roll! Dulcimer Street was a routine one, a small trash fire in an areaway. But the usual crowd gathers, surging and milling around the big fire truck. After the blaze is out, Chief Cody comes up to Tim, who is standing near the edge of the crowd, and says, Well, Hooksy, it looks like your plan didn't work, but it was a good try anyway. Yes, sir, I searched every face in this crowd. I was sure this would bring him... Wait a minute, Chief. You got Tim? Over there, in that doorway, it's mush. You're right, Hooksy, it is. After him before he gets away. Well, Tim's plan for smoking out Mushnoski worked after all. But now the question is, can he get to him before he melts away in the crowd? To learn if Tim does catch him and what Mushnoski's reaction will be, be sure to listen to the next True to Life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, here is the message you ought to hear. And now, Chief Bob Cody with a special notice for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is Chief Cody. You know, one of the biggest causes of fire in the home is from the use of inflammable liquids for cleaning. Now, if you or your parents do use gasoline or other inflammable cleaning fluids, be sure to use them outdoors. Under no circumstances, in a closed room or near an open flame. Cleanliness is a virtue, but safety is a greater one when it comes to using cleaning fluids. Well, that's all for now. You'll be hearing from me again soon. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins We'll be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's roll!
Writers is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.